Thank you for joining us for this episode of Corkscrews and Contracts. I'm Wyatt Wallace. And I'm Jennifer Hamrick. We've got all kinds of things about real estate for you. We have something really special today. Jennifer, what are we drinking on? Well, Wyatt, we are double fisting today. Mm. We have a white Pinot Grigio, and we are also drinking a red, which is 19 Crimes. hey Let's try that out. Oh, yeah. Solid. <laughs> it's a fave for you, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Founder of Catalyst Collective, Sunny Bright Cartmel has spent more than 10 years connecting people and helping others to launch and grow businesses into new and existing markets. With her desire to connect like-minded individuals, Sunny launched the premier networking organization for Nashville's young professionals, Network Under 40 Nashville, in September of 2016. It was through this experience that she realized her true passion for helping our local community specifically nonprofit leaders, to succeed through meaningful connections and ultimately realize the need for Catalyst Collective. She is beyond talented at cultivating and securing new partnerships and an all-around good human being. Sunny Bray, and now Sunny Bray Cartmel, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> Sunny, you're known around Nashville as a power networker, right? I think that's funny because... I love that, and, and although I'm humbled by it, I often think back to four years ago when I first arrived in Nashville, mm-hmm. and I was determined to build a network in Nashville mm-hmm. because I had done so in my previous city in Indianapolis, and I saw the value that that brought to me both personally and professionally. And so when I first moved to Nashville, I was very intentional about building that same network and really just getting out there in the community and getting to as many events as possible and meeting as many people as possible. And I think the older I've gotten, the more that mindset has even changed a little bit. And I think depending on where you are in your career can determine your approach to networking as well. Like the objectives change? I think so. I think so. I think when you're in a new city and you're trying to to meet people, and build a name for yourself, it's very important to get out there and meet as many people as you can and get to different events and different organizations to to meet different people. Um, but I think uh, the further you get along in your career, the longer that you've done the networking and the relationship building, organically you build those relationships and you meet those people and you slowly but surely get to free up more time to maybe not attend as many events as possible. Wow, so the the relationships that you build continue to grow outside of that first moment mm-hmm. when you met them. Mm-hmm. So eventually you're like, oh, I, I create my own phone call circle and hangout group. That's, that's very cool. It's kind of like your tribe. I think... Um, you identify people that you just build an immediate connection with and then you expand on those relationships. Those are the people that you identify with. Those are the people that you organically build those relationships with, that trust, that respect, um, that genuine, I want to help you succeed. I want to help you reach your goals tribe. And they become your referral partners. They become your referral network. 
So, Sunny, I know some people just don't enjoy networking or don't even understand why you should network. So, why should you network? I think often people don't realize, like, when you need anything in life, if you need a client, you need a business partner, you need, a, like, a, an attorney or a plumber, you go to your network, you go to your referral network, you go to your friends. Mm-hmm. And those are the people you Or you go to Google. Com- yeah. Right. But Google, I feel less comfortable referring to Google than I yeah. do the ones that ha- the people that have to see me. Their vet? Missy and Chanel, you know where their vet mm-hmm. came from? No. I asked, hi, May. You're kidding. We were looking for a vet. We had been to one, didn't really like them. And I know Jaime loves his fur babies. And I was like, oh hey, God, he what does. vet do you go to? And he came with raving reviews. Oh, I'm sure. Wow. Raving <laughs> reviews about City Pets. And now they're our vet. Let's, uh, full disclosure, talk about how we know each other. <clears throat> <laughs> Does this make you uncomfortable, Wyatt? <laughs> <clears throat> Just a little bit. It's pretty excitingly uncomfortable. <laughs> no, for real. So my first, very first networking event was Network Under 40. Was your first one? First one. I didn't first know that. One. I mean, I... I didn't know it was his first one ever. Yeah. Oh, my been... gosh. You were a pro. Seriously. You took his virginity. His networking virginity. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she fed me, too. That was good. <laughs> At least there was alcohol and food involved. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so... New to real estate and new to networking, uh, walked in the front door. Uh, a friend of mine was already there, Christine mm-hmm. and uh, and Leslie, and they helped me sign in. You know, are they who told you about the event too? Christine is. Christine, nice. I think, told me okay. about the event. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, my goodness, it was kind of exactly how Jennifer described it. It was like, wow, these people are nice, and I don't feel so alone here. <laughs> you stayed the entire time. The whole time. He I think me you to were there. Car. Oh wow! Yeah. I think you yeah. were there even after I left. That's right. We were. <laughs> I never would have thought that that was your first event ever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have either. He was comfortable. Like you could. He yeah. looked comfortable. And again, that's back to my point where there's there's some people that you meet and you're just immediately drawn to, mm-hmm. and you you know. Somehow, some way, in some capacity, you're going to end up being in each other's lives. Mm. And that was the immediate feeling that I got from you mm-hmm. was, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be friends with him. There's something about him. And here we are. The right word you <laughs> A yeah. year and a half later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A year and a half later, we are friends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100% yes. Thank you. I feel like a week later you said, hey, would you like to be an ambassador for mm-hmm. us? I said, I don't, I, that was a fun time. I don't know how I can be that awesome for the next time. But you just allowed me to keep doing it. I said, just be yourself. Me. Just Because be you exemplified everything that Network Under 40 is. And let's talk about how she sped through his process of getting to be an ambassador <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everybody else has a process why it did not 
Oh, everybody else has a process? It's three visits. It's three times to a networking event before you get to be one. He yeah. started out as a host. I did. He did. I did. Wyatt has actually done every role within Network Under 40, he aside has. from my role. But he yeah. has done... <laughs> can't replace you. He started out as, as a member of our host team and our welcoming Sorry. committee. And then he became an ambassador. Mm -hmm. And then he started taking photos and came to me and said, Sonny, as much as I love doing this, I love talking to people more. Mm -hmm. And so then he went back to being an ambassador. I loved when he did the photos because he he has to put up with me if they don't look good. So I always (laughs) looked good in the photos. (laughs) Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. mean, that's what I love about Network Under 40 is mm-hmm. that the initial introduction, connection just grows into a friendship. And then mm-hmm. from there, you end up doing business together too. So I know when I moved here, I did not know anyone. And it sounds like you were in the same. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. I shouldn't say anyone. I had one friend here. But I know that I wanted to make sure, just like you, I built a a group of, a networking group. And uh, how did you go about finding those groups and um, making sure you had a comfort level when you walked into those rooms? I didn't have a comfort level. (laughs) (laughs) I think initially going into any event, any space, regardless of how many times you've been to a specific organization's event, you're still going to be filled. There's still going to be a room filled with people you don't know. And there's always going to be that uncomfortability factor. And I think you just, you have to, talk yourself up and you have to have that internal confidence to just go into the room and kind of I think on the front end understand why you're doing it and that adds a lot more ease to the process I think Um, but initially what I did was I did a quick google search and Mm -hmm. I identified what were some of the networking groups in Nashville and made myself available and was very intentional about going to each one of those events and I would I would try each one of those events two or three times to determine okay what am I getting out of this it is it a culture thing am I meeting great people am I meeting potential friends potential clients potential mentors and then kind of scaling it down from there because Again, there's so many hours in a day, and you can quickly burn yourself out, as mm-hmm. did I. Because mm-hmm. in Nashville, it's very easy to hit two or three events in one night. It is, yeah. I've, I've done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was the girl uh, at your event where I was there by myself, first event by myself, ran to the bathroom, stood in front of the mirror, and I... I just stood there and stared at myself and took a lot of deep breaths. And I was like, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You got this. Just go out there and talk to people. And I'm I'm not going, but it's still very intimidating to walk oh, in that room. Totally. It still happens for me to this day. <laughs> I will walk into an event 
and know that I'm not going to know anyone in that room. Mm -hmm. And it is very intimidating. Mm -hmm. What helped me in the beginning was finding that person that I connected with and built a relationship and, and built a friendship with. And because I knew that we were both looking for the same thing, then I would hit him or her up and say, hey, I'm going to this event. What are your thoughts? Do you want to come with me? Let's tag along together. And then when we got to the event itself versus talking about yourself and pushing your own business or your own brand, um, we when, when talking with someone, instead of talking about myself, I would say, oh, it's kind of the whole how I met your mother approach. Mm-hmm. Have you met my friend Ted? Like, have you met my friend Bob? This is what he does for a living. And then he would do the same for me. I could say, like, the first year we knew each other, I did not know what you did. I had no idea <laughs> what you did, other than you had started Network Under 40. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all I knew. I actually so. like that. <laughs> I actually like that because you got to know me for mm-hmm. me versus what I do. Right. And I think with networking and relationship building that's often what people forget about Mm -hmm. that it's less about what you do and so much more about who you are right because at the end of the day that's who you end up doing work with that's end up that's who you end up building a relationship building a friendship with we do work with people that we trust respect and admire Mm -hmm. i like that it's something that you'd mentioned it earlier about your, your objectives change, and being a new person, you may be looking for a job mm-hmm. in that moment. But then once you have that, you're, you go back to the network again, and you say, hey, now I'm looking to, to partner on, a, on an opportunity. And then it's, hey, I'm looking to start something brand new. Mm-hmm. And that's so exciting. And you all grow together. Yep. Yep. How, how important is it to keep those relationships warm all along? Like past the first first time you meet them? Right. Because sometimes I feel when, I don't know if this is everyone, but I feel like sometimes I'll go to an event and it'll seem great. And I'll feel like, oh, I met everybody and, and I have great. And then a few of the, of the people will become, um, uh, you know, we'll coffee and then we'll do something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And then they hit me up right away for whatever it is. And then I don't hear from them again for another eight months, a year, till they need something new. Mm-hmm. And I try not to do that to someone else. Right. Because it is kind of, you know, it doesn't feel like a... It's an icky feeling. Icky it's a, feeling. It's a very... Um, yeah. It's very transactional. Mm-hmm. And no one likes to feel that way. And I I think you're, you're not going to connect with everyone you meet. You can get to an event and meet majority of the people in that room, but you're really only going to walk away with three or four solid conversations Mm -hmm. and people that post event that you actually want to continue to see and build a relationship with. And so I think when you come to that understanding, again, it changes things a little bit. It helps you see it through a different lens. Mm. And I think for me in recent years, Um, It's been really helpful to understand that, but then also pick those people that you know 
can genuinely add value to your life and you can add, add value to their lives and they want to see you succeed but then expanding and nurturing those relationships i feel such a relief uh, like a relief already by hearing you say that you know like it's okay to not know 25 people in the room like if you know three people well enough to go to the next event or to keep going mm-hmm. like that's very cool because it is it's stressful you're like oh my god all these cards and yeah. and i gotta do this that or the other and i forgot and it feels like work getting to know people oh yeah mm-hmm. i can remember in the very beginning <laughs> where for me it was i would almost be disappointed or i would feel like i failed if i didn't come out of an event with x amount of business cards mm. And it's not about that anymore. Now it's about the level of communication and and just the relationship that you were able to build with an individual in that moment. Well, I think some of it too is the way the event is set up. Mm-hmm. Because I've been to like a speed dating business networking event and couldn't connect with anybody because nobody was there for the right reasons. It was more about pitching yourself. But I've also been to events where it's more like like Network Under 40, where it's about building friendships, building relationship, and it's, it's not about pitching yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on the setting of the event, how the outcome is as far as mm-hmm. the relationships you've built from mm-hmm. it. And I think it's important, as you said earlier, you get really... There's only so many hours in a day, and it can be exhausting to go to so many events a week. So if you, over time, see which event is the best fit for you, then you're going to build better relationships from those events. Would you agree I agree with that? completely. I think you just have to f- figure out what fits for you and where, where you get the most value, whether it is per- personally or professionally or whatever, whatever your goal is for you in that period of life. You know, even though I started Network Under 40 here in Nashville, I have developed a lot of friendships from it myself Mm -hmm. and I've gotten a lot of clients from it myself and I think that's why it's so important to have people that help you create and maintain that culture I have heard from some of our attendees with Network Under 40 that they come away with it and it's their first time and they're so excited because it's it's one of the better experiences that they've had. They haven't experienced anything like it before, yet they can't put a finger on why exactly it was like that. (laughs) And it was just, they came away feeling a certain way. And then they come back and come back each month. And I think that is a true testament to the culture we've created and the people that we have, our ambassadors, our host team, people that are very much servant, servant focus and have that servant mentality of okay I remember what it was like for me Mm. how can I serve you and they understand that in order to have any type of success come back your way and to have that that law of attraction is by paying it forward and Mm. building relationships with people building authentic relationships with people Renters Warehouse Nashville has become the top property management company in Tennessee, specializing in generating rental income for your property. Their Nashville team is local and professional. They're ready to help homeowners and investors lease their home or property with confidence. Call 615 398 
9550 for Renters Warehouse Nashville. Visit our friend Bradley T. Bald, licensed attorney at the Road Title and Escrow LLC, where he counsels and facilitates clients in various commercial and residential transactions. In addition to his real estate practice, Bradley is an attorney for Keller, Turner, Ruth, Andrews, and Gannon PLLC in the firm's sports, entertainment, and corporate practice. Bradley is also a Rule 31 mediator in the state of Tennessee. Again, that's Bradley T. Bald at the Road Title and Escrow. Give him a call. And Network Under 40 does the best job of making sure people feel comfortable. The way the setup is with the icebreaker question with the ambassadors, that just gives people a comfort level when they walk in. And even my first time after going and standing in the mirror and taking a lot of deep breaths <laughs> and then walking in. You're I'm, a pro now. I am. I am, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love it. Um, but there was an ambassador that met me at the mm -hmm, door mm -hmm. and took me around and it just made me feel comfortable immediately. So good. Yeah. Good. That's the goal. <laughs> now you got into networking because of a mentor. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. I know looking back, I feel like it's a little crazy because I don't feel that a lot of people have that opportunity especially while they're still in school or even immediately after. It's often uh, an employer that says, you know, you need to get out there in the community. You need to build a network. <laughs> yeah. you, you need to start building a pipeline. And for me, it was I was interning, and I had a, a mentor, this woman who was just embodied everything that I wanted to be when I grew up and just a, a complete role model and mm -hmm. she took me to she took me to Nabo she took me to Rainmakers she took me to several different networking events in wow. Indianapolis and exposed me to this world of networking that I knew nothing about and expressed the importance of building a network of people that can not only help you grow as a professional but help you grow personally and that can be in your life for years to come. How did you go about finding your mentor? She uh, she was my employer while I was an intern in Indianapolis. Okay. Great. Mm -hmm. That is, that, she's the reason you are who you are today and why you have Network Under 40, I'm sure. She is a big part of it, absolutely. <laughs> you mentioned Indianapolis. Yes. What, how did you get to Nashville? Let's have that whole story. Thank you. <laughs> um, I never know how to answer this question because when people ask, you know, where are you from, especially in Nashville, because it's such a, such a transient city. Mm -hmm. And I often wonder, is it is it where you were born, where you grew up, or where you spent the most time? Hmm. And so I'll just give you a quick uh, rundown. I was born in South Korea, grew up in Illinois. Went to high school in Spring Hill, Tennessee, went to Indianapolis for college, and then stayed there for about 11 years total, and then moved back to Nashville four years ago, four years ago last month, and I, I did so to be closer to family, and that decision itself was pretty challenging in itself because I was leaving this city that I had established such a strong network in. I'd cultivated those relationships. You could mention a major corporation and I could list 
X amount of people within that company. And so that's that's hard to walk away from and to go into a new city. But on the flip side, there was an excitement in that too because I knew I, I got to start over and I got to kind of start back from square one and remind myself, you know, this is what it takes to have success and have growth and meet different people that are going to help me in my next journey of life. I felt this way when I moved here. It's almost like nobody knows your past. So you're just, they don't remember what you did in high school or what mm-hmm. you did. I grew up in a small town. So that was a, it's a thing. Everybody was in everybody's business. So it was nice to move and it's almost like a fresh, fresh start. start. Yeah. So yeah, I felt that when I moved here and it was the best decision. Same. Same. So. so Sonny, I do remember at one of your uh, previous events, some rather interesting people showing up at the door. They had a few, maybe some wine, maybe some whiskey. <laughs> and it was during uh, political season. I don't know who they were supporting or whatever, but they, they showed up and they said, we're here to politic. And you said, oh, no, you're not, because <laughs> that is not what we do here. And you found them the door very quickly. I was so proud of you. How do you... That was amazing. What? How? Tell us what that's like. It's it's challenging, but I am very proud of the culture that we've created with Network Under Forty. There's a reason why we've grown to be one of the more well known and largest YP groups in Nashville, and it's because we hold to the culture that we've created. And I think new attendees that that don't understand our culture or what our values might be will quickly discover that if you don't care about people, if you don't care about relationships, that you'll just kind of organically phase out and it's just it just becomes not the place for you because you're more focused on transactions versus mm-hmm. people and building relationships. And I can say uh, around that same time of year, I went to another networking event where they allowed them to do that. I didn't see what what took place at Network Under 40, like why it did. He didn't have a, I didn't have a front row seat, but at this other one. Oh, I had a front row seat. It was amazing. (laughs) At this other one, they went around and instead of building relationships with people, they pushed political flyers in your face. And it was, you just didn't want, you didn't mm. want that. It wasn't the place. It, it just wasn't uh, anything you want to go to and have happen. So it's great that you were able to keep your culture. Yeah, I'm, I'm very protective of what we've created. And, uh, and what makes that happen is our ambassadors. They're the ones that are out there having conversations with people and ensuring that that's what continues versus that uncomfortability factor that those specific individuals bring to our environment. And that's not what we want. And that's what happened. I was at the event. Mm -hmm. They made me feel uncomfortable, so I started avoiding them at like all. Right, and it put a bad taste in your mouth about that event, and Mm -hmm. you may or may not go to the next month because that was your experience. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. McDonald's Insurance and Financial Services is the premier insurance and financial services agency. 
locally owned and operated, having locations in Tennessee, Mississippi, and Arkansas. Their company works with only the most reputable insurance companies to give you the best coverage for your needs. Call 901-451-3811. Again, that's 901-451-3811 for McDonald's Insurance and Financial Services. In the South, their roots run deep, giving First Bank the strength to keep branching out, reaching high. First Bank's history of success is grounded in their fresh approach to banking that is more local, more accessible, and more empowering. Which is why switching to First Bank feels like a breath of fresh air. Locally underwritten, contact Tyler Allen, your local commercial lender today at 615-390-3592. NMLS number 979-885. Net Worth Realty of Nashville is growing wealth in Tennessee by providing people across the Nashville metropolitan area with the tools and expertise they need to succeed in the residential real estate market. Their specialists understand the ins and outs of Nashville and are experts at locating undervalued properties in the city's most desirable neighborhoods. That's Net Worth Realty of Nashville, 615-823-2777. Tell me about Catalyst Collective. <laughs> so Catalyst Collective is a faith-based organization that helps equip nonprofits with the tools and resources that they need to be successful. And this was born from, again, networking and building relationships. I've built relationships in the for-profit community and identified people that want to do good for the nonprofit community and want to make an impact. And basically, I pair them with nonprofits in need. I'm going to push you a little bit. I feel like Jennifer normally would. So I'm going to do it for her. <laughs> this is my friend, so I'm playing nice today. Is that what <laughs> That's what we're doing here. Nonprofits. Can't they just get government money? Why do I need to worry about helping them to do more of what they need to do? You know, I pay taxes. Why do you have to help them do more of what they're already getting? They actually don't get a whole lot of help from the government. And they, in the instance that they do, they have to jump through a lot of hoops to get there. And I think as a young professional, it is our responsibility to do good in the community. It's our responsibility to show the next generation the impact that they can have by serving on a board, by volunteering, by giving money to a nonprofit that is on the front lines of serving the underprivileged. What kind of nonprofits do you work with? All kinds. All kinds? All kinds of nonprofits. Wow. Okay. Well, you let me know who I should give some money to because it's my responsibility. <laughs> well, apparently. luckily with Network Under 40, we feature a nonprofit at each one of our events. Uh-huh. So we've recognized that young professionals either native or new want to get involved and we think it's important too and to be able to bridge that gap a little bit easier and to help that conversation move a little faster we've chosen to highlight a different nonprofit each month to give them the opportunity 
for brand recognition, some additional exposure to recruit some volunteers, some additional donors, etc. So my background is also with with nonprofits, mm-hmm. and so when I started real estate, I wanted to you know still be able to give back to the community, and I think that's so important. And they teach us that through my company that you should have a nonprofit that you work with, and it it's all. Because of what we do with real estate and we, we affect the community so much through our jobs, it's nice to be able to help people in other aspects as well. Yes. So everybody, normally a real estate agent or a company has their own nonprofit. And that was something that was important to me. Even as I get busier, I still want to give back. So I feel like in other areas, uh, other professions they also should do the same because if you're there and you're impacting that community in any way you should be able to give back uh how do how do you think a company or an individual that has a company or works in the community that wants to give back to a nonprofit? how do you think they should pick what nonprofit would be the best to work with so first i actually want to touch on that so a lot of companies now thankfully are starting to understand and appreciate that they have to have some sort of community impact. It's the whole corporate social responsibility. They understand that in order to attract, recruit, and retain talent, they have to care about the community, that our generation wants to work for an organization that cares about people and cares about how they can help other nonprofits. I think just identifying within your company what some of your values are. You know, is it cancer? Is it children? Is it animals? What is that? And dedicate your time and your focus your energy towards supporting that organization or that cause. And a lot of times companies will actually implement a day of service mm-hmm. and will still pay their employees to go and volunteer with a specific organization. I will second that. Uh, my company, Foster Jones, uh, started out with uh, uh, Agape Animal Rescue. Yes. And uh, being asked to be a part of that was wonderful. Love rescuing dogs. And, uh, and, and it's, it's amazing how our company, I, I knew that I wanted to, we were making luxury drink snugs, and we use faux fur for our products because, you know, I, I want that image i want it to be less about animals around your your items you know sort of thing and so the being a part of an organization like that or helping out just said so much not only for me inside but also for our marketing efforts and it was cool to be around the kind of people that we were looking to 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 provide product for Mm -hmm. uh and and that and we the opportunity there was so much greater because it was a moment of giving and it just rewarded over and over again. We do it. Mm-hmm. We we sponsor that event every year, and we've just gotten bigger ever mm-hmm. since. So, God, thank you. I, I forget how how cool that is. <laughs> it's very impactful. Mm-hmm. That saved a lot of dogs. It did yeah, it did. Yeah. Sunny was a part of that too. Yeah, I actually sat on the board for Agape Animal Rescue. <laughs> You're kidding me. It did That's small a, world. It's very small. Very small. Whoa something else I was going to say. There's going to be amazing. Oh, I know what it is. 
Okay, so clearly you're very good at what you do and networking and, and, and providing value to people. And I really love something that you had said uh, in, in preparation for today. And you said that anyone who wants to do kind of what you do, you recommend that they be themselves, be authentic, be a giver, and be intentional. Can you expand upon that? I mean, it's so good. <laughs> I think you just have to be yourself. You really do. You have to be your authentic self. You have to approach the situation or going into a networking event from the mindset of how can I help someone else? And then also simultaneously be aware of what's your intention? What do you want to get out of it yourself? Do you want to get a client out of it? Do you want to just meet great people? Because I think that's the approach that's always worked for me. There's been times where I've gone into events where it's been a long day and I'm dreading going to the event and I just don't know if I have enough energy in myself to go talk to someone because I think the older I've gotten, the more introverted I've become. Mm -hmm. But leaving the event, I'm always so thankful that I went because I went into it with a positive mindset and I came out meeting a great person that I had a wonderful conversation with. I have done the same, and I've even been really surprised out of what I've gained from going certain nights. So. I love that, the fact that I've definitely done the opposite, where I go, I need to get X number of business cards, X number of such and such, and then I come away feeling... Depleted? Yes. Yes, and I don't want to talk to that person too long, because I need to get the next business card. But yeah, sad. we've all had that conversation with someone where you think you're having conversation with them, but they're constantly looking over your shoulder. Oh. Well, in all fairness, too, that's not your personality. That was uh, the way you were told to network. Yes. When you first started. And that's not necessarily the correct way or the way that works best for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about some of your better relationships, some of your referral partners. They're people that you've invested more time with, mm -hmm. that you've had an authentic, deep conversation with for longer than two to three minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what's going on with their families. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we shared food and, and a whole bit. Well, yeah. now we're to a point they go canoeing with us, or they <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, we'll spend a weekend here and there doing fun fun things around Nashville with us. So it's grown even more mm -hmm. versus that that first meet or from that first meet to the cup of coffee to now where we mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. so. And I think again, people come in and out of your life for a reason. Mm -hmm. So those people that you met at the event who you had. A genuine conversation with and now you've developed a friendship and now you pass referrals back and forth like these are the people that are meant to be in your life versus the person you met at a networking event and you they were a card shark and you just mm -hmm. simply exchanged business cards it was very transactional and then you don't talk to them for eight months to a year <laughs> and then they ask you for something mm -hmm. 
how do you feel about helping them out? Right. Yeah. How how do you follow up with someone after an event? I want the secret sauce. <laughs> um, I think Jennifer is a lot better at it than I am. Ah. I I recently discovered that she actually sends thank you cards, handwritten thank you cards to everyone that she meets post event. Mm. I don't do that. Um, <laughs> I I I can get better about it, absolutely, but I don't do that. I I send them a quick email. And then I connect with them on Facebook and LinkedIn. Mm. If I had a really great conversation with them and we saw an immediate opportunity to work with one another, I will absolutely schedule a phone call. But in the last year or so, I think with juggling a couple of different businesses and understanding the value of time and just the shift in, in my lifestyle recently, in my values, I have seen a great value in just having that initial phone conversation. I think lifestyles, travel, commitments, if you still want to connect with someone, but you know it's not going to be a face-to-face interaction, or at least it's not going to be for the next two to three weeks, maybe even a month, to expedite that, that relationship, make it a phone call. Hmm. You said something. I went to dine at nine one time. And you said something there, and I remember it just like I was sitting there. Well, you were sitting there. No, like I remember <laughs> Right, right. But I remember it like just like we were today sitting at that table uh, talking about this. Uh, you said to somebody at that table... If I try several times to get with somebody and it just doesn't work out, I just feel like that it is not, maybe we're not supposed to be connected or maybe, you know, we're not, we're not a good connection, maybe is how you said it. Yeah. It's been well over a year ago, so I'm sure I'm messing up the way you said it, but... You did good to talk over that poor P.S. That was great. Thanks. That's great. Super distracting, <laughs> Sunny. Um, <laughs> but do you do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Because that yes. you saying that meant something to me. Because I think that I try. You can't force it. You can't force stuff. It. And there's been certain events where I'm like, or certain people where I'm like, I just I, I need to give up. It's not going to work out. I'm so glad you brought that up. So, very early in my career, and hell, even two years ago, it was, I need to get in front of this person, or I need to go to this event, because I I know so-and-so is going to be there, and I Mm -hmm. have to be there. And I don't do that anymore, because, again, it's it's back to my point before of, if people are meant to be in your life, it's going to happen. I have, tr- I think we've all experienced this where you meet someone and you're immediately energized by them and you're like, oh my gosh, we have to hang out. We have to become friends. Mm-hmm. But then you try and you try and you try and you try and come four or five different attempts, you still haven't hung out with that person. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I think in the instance of, Again, why are you doing it? You know, are you just trying to build a relationship 
with this person based on the company that they work with, the title that they have, or is it because you genuinely like this person and want to develop a friendship? Thank you so much for meeting us today, Sonny. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Cheers. This has been a production of Corkscrews and Contracts. Podcast copyright 2019.